This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This insert is sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. We're continuing our chat with Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Last week, we started talking about reading and understanding food labels. We're back again for part two. But first, good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? I'm all right. You good this morning? I am good. Thank you. Super. So we started last week talking about things uh, that you find on the back of the packaging uh, we also touched on what I thought was quite important to know that when we start to see all of these ingredients on the back and there's a whole lot of lists and some of them we can't even pronounce, we haven't even got to actually reading the food label and uh, seeing serving size and fats and protein and all of that. But when we see so many ingredients, we should possibly just be putting the thing back down on the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, so uh, help us again, just a quick recap. We were looking at um, the, the, the labels and what are some of the categories that we'll see covered on a food label? Okay, so you would look at serving size. So how many portions are in that serving? Uh, how many calories are in the in the serving? And then they would report on things like cholesterol or total fats, um, sodium, um, which is your salt quantities, the total carbohydrates, which includes your sugars, and then if there's any protein or vitamins or other nutrients in the um, in the product, then they will put that on the label as well. Um, interestingly, Wendy, I was reading an article on a news website um, that was referring to how much sugar are you consuming when you buy mix-on cool drink. You know, you buy the syrup and then you pop that in a glass and add some water, give it a stir, and then you drink it. And they were covering pretty much all of the ones that we buy across the various supermarket groups. Some are branded specifically to that supermarket group. The others, just the brands that you can buy pretty much anywhere. And they ranged from uh, one and a half teaspoons of sugar. That was There was only one brand up to the one that I I've know most people buy for their kids, as up to five and a half teaspoons of sugar per 250 gram. That's a glass that you would be drinking. That's yeah. It's hard to imagine taking five and a half teaspoons of sugar and dissolving it in a glass of water uh, and then drinking it. It is. <laughs> it is when you look at it like that and you think, uh, you know, if you look at a can of Coke or, uh, you know, a cordial like you've mentioned, there's so many things that carry vast amounts of sugar. I mean, you wouldn't consume that that amount of sugar in one sitting in another form um, because it would just be too sweet. But yet we do, we consume it in in, in these other ways. Um, and sometimes we think, oh, that's a healthier option than maybe having a fruit juice or having mm. Coke or whatever. But if you actually add it up, it's not always that much healthier. And then, of course, uh, touching on sugar this morning, it's pretty much empty calories, right? Nothing nutritive in there. Yeah, so sugars are absolutely non-nutritive, um, but all they do is they add to your calorie burden. So they are creating additional calories in your diet that are actually not there for any purpose other than the pleasure of the taste. Hmm. Uh, just run. I know this is not sugar specific this morning, but but what are some of the the negative causes or effects rather that sugar has on our bodies when we consume it? So sugar disrupts our blood sugar. Um, the balance of our blood sugar, it creates a spike in insulin 
Um, and that insulin spike can damage the blood vessels. And then also the drop that happens afterwards can affect our mood. It can make us tired. It can make us moody. Um, and yeah, and then it just keeps you craving more sugar because you've got to get back up to that uh, original level of energy that you had um, prior to the, the sugar spike and drop. Um, help us to understand on the food label where it says total carbohydrates. And then sometimes it has sugars listed in there how does that all work because when we think of carbohydrates we're thinking of maybe other things not necessarily sugar yeah potatoes and bread yeah <laughs> yeah we have to remember that carbohydrate sugar is a carbohydrate so carbohydrate is really anything that has an impact on blood sugar so a fruit is a carbohydrate um, vegetables certain vegetables have higher carbohydrate values than others but um, sugars fall under that category because of the, the influence on on the blood sugar and they are carbohydrates in in um, at the end of the day because they carry a lot of energy so carbohydrates typically have more calories in them than most of than your fats and your proteins so when we're looking at a food label and we see that they mention that there's fiber in there, I see nowadays they also like to put the fiber sort of on the front, you know, as a little bit of a marketing thing, gluten-free, high yes. in fiber, for example, if that's, uh, they, they use it as a bit of a marketing tool. Yes. So fiber is important. Um, fiber helps us to, to um, it, it, it helps to slow down the release of sugars. So that's quite an important um, uh, job that fiber does. But it also keeps the bowel functioning well. Um, it provides good bacteria for the, um, or, or provides food for the good bacteria in the gut. Um, and it helps us make, you know, it feels we feel healthier with it. It helps to detoxify anything that shouldn't be in the gut out of the gut. Um, it, it will be transported out of the body. Um, it reduces bloating. And then, as I said already, um, it helps for blood sugar control as well. Um, and is fiber relevant in that conversation of, of um, having an, a whole orange as opposed to just drinking orange juice? Yes, yes. And that's also why, you know, drinking the cordial or drinking the, the, the juice, it has a much quicker impact on your blood sugar if there is no fiber in, in, in the food or whatever it is that you're consuming. So that's why consuming the whole food, the whole fruit um, is much better than having a juiced variety or, a, you know, something that doesn't have any of that fiber attached to it anymore. So on the food label that you're reading on the back of the package of what you've just purchased, there also the food additives, all the extra things that I guess aren't the whole food anymore, uh, particularly when food is processed, Wendy. Yeah. So food additives are there obviously to keep the, the, the product on the shelf for a longer period of time. Um, they um, are part of the processing of the product. Um, and so they can also... Um, uh, they're not typically consumed on their own. Mm. So you wouldn't eat a preservative by itself, but they would add a preservative or a food additive to make sure that the, that, that product either tastes better or it lasts longer on the shelf. So often you, you're looking at the label and then you see a, a, it would say whatever, uh, and then in little brackets would have a, a big capital E and then a number. What on earth are those? So each food additive is assigned one of these E numbers. Um, and that is part of a, a safety protocol that the European Union applies to it. So they go through this testing process and then they are assigned this E number. Um, and because these chemical compounds and additives have such long and complicated names, the E numbers are like a universal language. So it'll basically, everybody then, well, everybody, not everybody that's consuming it, but the people that are working with it, like the scientists, will understand what that E number means. But we need to educate ourselves as well. 
when there's an E number, we know that there's a preservative or chemical in that food and it, it gives us the opportunity to decide, are we going to consume that or are we going to leave it alone? Yeah. Uh, are all E codes, are all those food additives bad for us? Not necessarily all of them. So they, they fall under different uh, categories. So there'll be either sweeteners or colorants. Some are antioxidants and antioxidants are not bad. And then preservatives as well will be listed um, as well on, on those E numbers. Uh, what about one of those that we know not necessarily good for us, the, the MSG, for example? Yeah, so MSG is one that we definitely want to be avoiding. So that would have an E number. Um, any of your flavor enhancers. So it could be um, MSG or other spices and um, chemicals that make the food taste better. Those are foods that generally want, keep you craving more. because So you actually go for the taste of that. Um, and so you want to eat more and more of that item. And then sweeteners are the other one. You've, if you think about sweeteners, you, you buy the, we're under the illusion that we're buying a sugar-free item. Mm. But in, they've, they've sweetened it with something, and generally there would be a sweetener of sorts in there. Um, and so that would generally be given an E number as well. Yeah, and then there's a scary one we've spoken about in the past, the aspartame. <clears throat> so um, that's also going to be in there in one of those E codes. That would be, yes. And they don't always mention that the – or sometimes they do, but they don't always say that there's aspartame in the, um, in the, in the item. They would just say that it's sweetened. Some will say aspartame-free. But um, they don't necessarily mention that it is sweetened with aspartame. Um, I've noticed as well, some would say MSG so that you know, yikes, let's avoid this one. Um, and others would just say flavor enhancer. And then we're like, well, which one could that be? It might or might not be MSG. And, you know, who's going to stand around and open a Google uh, you know, search page and, and try and find an e-code when you're trying to get your shopping done? So I think sometimes we just… Exactly. So, so what can we do? What should we do just as we wrap this up, Wendy, around these e-codes? I, I know we've printed off a, a, a list of e-codes stuck inside the cupboard at home. And then if you do come across something and you try, of course, to avoid something with any e-code in, but when you do, you can at least check first and say, okay, what does it say on this chart? Okay, that's an antioxidant or no, that's a flavor enhancer, avoid. So uh, is that a, doesn't seem very practical, but I mean, what else do you do? Yeah, well, that, that would be a way to do it, um, sort of to learn the most common ones and to be able to avoid those. Um, you can go a step further and just not buy anything with any E letters on there. But, well you said. know, that's not really the reality. We are going to be exposed to them. But I think if we can keep them to a minimum, again, it always goes back to balance. What are we doing in the majority, for the majority of our um, of our eating? Are we eating whole foods? Are we eating lots of veggies? Are we having um, fruits in our diet? Are we eating healthy fats? And is there a balance in the diet? Then if you have um, a bar or something that happens to have an E number in it, mm. it's not going to be the end of the world. But when your diet is made up predominantly of foods that contain preservatives and colorants and additives, that's where the problem comes in because that's going to disrupt the balance in your body. Um, and so it's all about making sure that you're eating mostly healthy foods, whole foods that you can recognize that you don't even have to read a package to see what the, you know, what the E number on it is. Yeah. You would be interested perhaps in the, in the fat content or the protein content because that, you know, that's, those are also nutritional uh, values that are important, but you're not going to have that negative. You're not going to have the toxic burden that you would get from something that has been preserved or that has got add additives and colorants in it. Yeah, the word toxic burden is more than enough for me to say, oh, alarm bells. Uh, so, thanks so much for your <laughs> wisdom and direction. I mean, we want to live our best lives. We've only got one. 
Uh, I heard uh, an interesting conversation online, uh, Wendy, with uh, Warren Buffett, and he was uh, saying to a group of students, um, imagine you had one car. Think about your favorite car that you can think of. And they were all thinking of whichever car they love. And he said, that car, you have to drive every single day for the rest of your life. And they were like, oh, I would have made a different choice if only I'd known. So they said, well, the truth, yeah. the truth is you're going to be buying different cars throughout your life. But you only have one body. This vehicle that you've been given is the only one you've got for, the, for your whole life. So would you take care of that car differently if you knew it was the only car you'd have for your whole life? You would clean it more often. You would... You know, you'd service it more regularly because you know it needs to last till the end of your life. And when you listen to that conversation, uh, you know, parallel to my body is the vehicle I've got, wouldn't I? Shouldn't I be taking better care of it because I want it to last? It was a, a massive thing to have listened to and a bit of an eye opener too. Yeah, and it just gives you perspective because that is so true. You can't. I suppose I, I had a client that said to me one day, you know, you can't go to pick and pay and buy another pack of health. <laughs> and it's the same, you know, it's the same theory. You you definitely can't do that. You 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 have to look after the body that you have. And once you've run it down to a point that it's no longer able to function, it's very hard to bring it back to optimal health. So if we can maintain and keep making the right food choices consistently, then the chances of developing those those chronic illnesses is much um, less likely. That's the voice of Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. The podcast will be available for you later on this morning. A massive thanks to you, Wendy, for your time and expertise. We'll catch up again soon. Great. It's a pleasure, Brad. Have a lovely Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.